0: Strive coaching studio guiding business leaders to meet the highest version of themselves and now here's michelle certified coach and founder of strive coaching studio hello everybody and welcome to podcast number 24. so what do you think has inspired me to create this podcast you might be wondering that And because we all already know that our world is filled with messages that bombard our heads throughout the day, that continually tell us in every possible way that the world can, that we need more, we need to be better, we should improve ourselves, others, and all the other things around us, we should be younger, thinner, stronger, more productive, happier, everything could be better than it is right now if we try the messages of improve update perfect they're around us all the time but i was relaxing on the couch this weekend when an ad came on tv and it grabbed my attention for a large home improvement store now it's spring right now here in raleigh north carolina so and I do love a garden and I do love a yard. I love my yard. So I was it's spring right now. I was listening to the message and it really grabbed me and for some reason this line just really stuck out to me. And it said, "Don't see the outdoors for what it is, but for what it could be." Now, please understand me. I know the world of marketing and selling far too well to not be able to appreciate the message of the ad. I mean, we know they want us to come. They want us to be inspired toward making the trip to that store for the purpose of purchasing gardening products. It's very simple, of course, quite simple. But I realized in that moment, at least in some part, how we are constantly receiving messages from the world that let us know that we should be and want more and better. Now, I'm guessing that maybe you, like me, have worked hard to achieve a variety of things that you've been passionate about in your life. Because I've been very goal-oriented all of my life, as well as very driven, I have created and accomplished a great deal. And because of that, sometimes that can trick us into believing that we have more control than we actually do over the things and the people and the situations around us. And because I evaluate myself this way all the time, I have absolutely no problem being able to see all that something or someone else could be. Maybe you can relate to that. Now, it could be how much you've accomplished in your career, in your life, or the amount of money that you make. Or it could be a relationship with someone you love who just doesn't see things the same way you do. It could be your children and the paths they've chosen. Your health, the conditions you have, the limitations that your body has, the fact that we keep just getting older and our bodies are changing, it it really could be anything. Now, being very driven toward achievement has served me quite well in my life. I'm guessing you can relate to this and probably feel the same way, or maybe you have someone in your life who or who you work with, and they fit this description as well. So it's been a quality that has shown me a great deal of success. In fact, over time, I became very good at it, and I had no problem looking at all things to find the ways it could be better, improved, more efficient, more productive. If something could be fixed or better, then I believed I would feel better, feel happier, feel like I accomplished something And we begin to believe that all of these things being different is what will make us happy. That the path to happiness lives on the other side of being thinner or stronger, changing someone else's way, being more productive, being more efficient, creating a backyard or a garden that's more beautiful than it is right now. The whole concept of the grass being greener on the other side, so to speak, right? So this is good news and it's bad news. First, the bad news. Here's why it's a problem. First, that is exhausting. It can become such a habit that you may not even realize you how much you do it and to all the things that you're doing it to. When that achiever inside of us becomes intense about it and it gets in the way of our life, we've crossed into a new level. And that is called being a hyper achiever. And here's how you know when you may have crossed the line into that territory. So while an achiever many times is very goal-oriented, works very hard and has high standards, a hyper-achiever's goals become part of a workaholic style. They must be the best at all things all the time, or they don't want to bother doing it at all. Efficiency and effectiveness are a non-negotiable. There's no fun allowed to be had. And their worthiness and the worthiness and quality of others is tied to this measure of success and these criteria and this scale that has been put into place as well. It's exhausting for others to try to measure up to their highly critical standards when they too don't even measure up to their own highly critical standards. They're hard on others and equally hard, if not harder, on themselves. Their goal of peace and happiness that they crave so desperately are only for a brief moment and not very long-lasting. Achieving new things just means get back to work to achieve more new things. Their acceptance of themselves and love for themselves is conditional on performance and they allow no permission to relax and enjoy themselves. So if you're saying something like, I'm being irresponsible if I relax or this is no time for fun, I'll have fun and enjoy myself after I or once we fill in the blank this could be you. When the feelings we experience are more in line with emptiness, anxiety, worry, impatience, and urgency, we know we are now in a mode of hyperachiever and no longer in a healthy, productive effort toward results. These feelings actually undermine what we're really capable of accomplishing. The result of this is that on one hand, we're working really hard to resist the way things are, while on the other hand, we're also pushing ourselves toward improving it or fixing it to make it what it's not. It's a great deal of work and effort and struggle that we put ourselves through to operate toward that resistance of reality and the work to be changing something as if we have control over it. It's mentally an exhausting game And it's impossible to win. And on top of all that, after all that struggle, we believe that the accomplishing, fixing, and improving is what will bring us that joy and happiness. But it's actually creating the opposite for us, for ourselves as we work and we spin, and for those around us who feel as though they can't meet our standards and can't possibly please us or make us happy. And even if we managed to get the things fixed, changed, or accomplished, it didn't bring any happiness with it anyway. So what do we do? How do we hyperachievers of the world operate in a way that utilizes our amazing skills of having high standards and appreciating efficiency and productivity, setting and achieving goals, while also living a happy and peaceful life? Well, that brings me to the good news. When we actually acknowledge that the reason we are striving for all those things is because we believe it will bring us happiness, peace, joy, and a nice, calm confidence, we're already on our way toward the solution. Notice I said we believe it will. The concept of belief is is exactly that. A belief, not a fact. We can choose to believe anything we want, whenever we want to believe it, about anything we want to believe. This means that when we can accept and recognize things around us for what they are right now, rather than resisting them and still choose to believe that it's okay to be happy, joyful, and peaceful about it, we've completed the biggest step toward it. When we can stop, appreciate the people for who they are, appreciate the yard you have right now for what it is right now, look at the things we have around us for what they are and not what they could be, and truly be peaceful and joyful and happy with what it is we will have stopped the mental struggle of exhaustion in ourselves. This is the most important step that we must take toward the goal we truly have, which is being happy. Acceptance of others and things for what they are is the gift of peace and joy that we get to give to ourselves. And that's the true gift that we all most long for, When we can focus on acceptance first and stop trying or thinking about how it should be anything but exactly what it is right here and right now, that's where we can create a neutral peace that allows for the space and relaxation from the struggle and exhaustion that we've created for ourselves. Once we create that, our minds have permission to be calm and confident in its peacefulness. What it brings you or what you determine or decide from that place of creativity and peace and neutrality has so much more ability to bring you the satisfaction and happiness and joy that you're longing for anyway. So spend some time looking at your yard, at your body, at the relationships around you, at your career and your company, your employees, your team, your bank account, and all of the circumstances surrounding you in your life, really seeing it. Appreciate it for all that it is right at this moment, this time of year, all that it has endured, all that it has experienced within it, and all that it's given you and brought you in your life. Decide first to just accept it for exactly what it is. Don't look at it for all that it could be anymore. Just give it that space. Give the people around you that gift. And whether you decide to leave it just as it is, in its natural, beautiful, perfectly imperfect state, or to become inspired to create something within it, you'll have made the right decision because you get to feel joy peace and the relaxation in yourself that you desire no matter what you decide this achievement is the ultimate achievement true peace and happiness only comes following acceptance have an amazing week everybody Are you ready for more and to take your business to the next level? Visit us on strivecoachingstudio.com to sign up for more.